This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome into the Scraby Show, everyone. I'm Matt Scraby. Thank you for joining me on Friday. And you can join me on YouTube as well. Just go to YouTube and type in 97.3 The Fans. Search that and you'll come up and you'll see the live broadcast. I am in the Odyssey Palace right now by myself. The guys have left. So you are stuck with me. And if you are on YouTube or going to be watching on YouTube, you can see me in my sweet 49er pullover that I'm wearing just for today because of the game this weekend. And also another reason I'm wearing it is because I have now, through SD Fat Loss, lost enough weight that I can fit in again. So that's why I really want to wear it is I'm starting to fit into the clothes that I grew out of or got too big for, and so it's nice when you see this, because I used to buy clothes with the intention of losing weight and fitting into them. That was my motivation. Well, it never worked, so I just kept buying clothes that I never, ever would be able to fit into, and so now it's kind of cool when I look in the closet and I see a shirt or something with a tag on it that's a couple years old, and I put it on, it fits. It's awesome. So I think uh, I think uh, SD Fat Loss is definitely to thank for that because I'm in my cool 49ers jacket, everybody. That's, th- that's what's up. That's what dorks say is that's what's up. All right, on the show tonight, we're going to keep it loose, keep it fun. We had a pretty fun show with Gwen and Chris, so we're just going to go over, you know, some some – not so serious topics. We're going to do the news of the day here in just a second. And then we're going to be talking about storm baseball. Uh, they have a lot of players that you're going to want to go see this year. So st- um, yeah, so stick around for that. And then uh, we're also going to go over the uh, player field for the farmer's insurance open quickly uh, before the end of the show, because that is coming up next week. And then I'm going to quickly I'm going to quickly also touch on some of the things that I've been watching as of late. And if you know anything about my tastes in movies and TV shows, then you know that uh, it's going to be probably a little a little strange. It's going to be like horror movie stuff. Uh, so stick around for that. Also, daily gripe at the end. Now. I am looking at the chat right now, and I'm saying thank you to everyone for joining us. And I would like to address something that happens during the StreamYard broadcast, or at least YouTube broadcast, sorry. the Sometimes when I am trying to get the audio off and on, or if I'm trying to get the video off and on, I get the comments of no audio, no audio. And that's fine because I know that you're there to watch and listen. You're not just there to watch a a muted channel. But the people that DM me 
and tell me that I need to get better at running the cameras, I would like to say, hey, stop, because I don't think you would survive one second in this chair running the cameras and the board and all this other stuff. But I do get those DMs. It's crazy. I don't understand why people think they just – I I don't want to go off on a tangent or a rant, but I guess I am going to now. I don't really get the people that message people just to hate them. I just don't get it. I've never done that in my life. Pre-radio, current radio life, I've never done that. But, yeah, I guess if it makes those people feel better. But I do have a lot of nice DMs as well, so I want to say that because it's not like I just get all bad stuff. 99% of the stuff is good, so I appreciate people who send good stuff and since we're talking about it, I appreciate everybody who sends some of their stories about alcoholism or some of their stories about how they got sober, stuff like that. And, you know, every story is a reminder of why I don't drink anymore. So those are some of the conversations that I have on my social media channels. And I appreciate everybody who messages. Now, if we're going to go to the chat real quick. Joseph says, 49ers will lose to the Lions in the NFC Conference Championship. Calling it now. Uh, not going to happen. Garcia, nah, man. Niners winning like five Super Bowls this year. I like it. I like that they could win five. Uh, then we have a Yvette. Oh, Yvette's been on my case all day. Lions beat the Packers in the NFC Championship. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know about that. We'll have to see. We already went over my Brock Purdy stuff earlier today. I'm not going to rehash the Brock Purdy stuff, but what I am going to do right now is get into our news of the day. And we're going to start with, I guess, um, something that's been trying to happen for a while now. And once it happened, it was going to open up the flood market or flood floodgates. But it is... Closer Josh Hader and the Houston Astros agreeing on a five-year, $95 million contract, sources are telling everybody. The deal contains no deferrals, and it makes it the largest present-day value contract for a relief pitcher in baseball history. And the reason that I say there's going to be the floodgates opening is they have a lot. there's a lot of relievers right now still out there on the market without teams. And so teams were trying to figure out what Josh Hader was going to get paid so they can kind of have a baseline for what they're going to pay other relievers. And it, it was kind of like with Otani, and it was kind of like with Yamamoto with the starting pitching market. But five years, $95 million. He doesn't quite get exactly what he wants, but I think he's pretty happy with that. And we've talked about it. And it was – you, you we, we talked about it earlier. Josh Hader, Ryan Presley, they're going to um, – I guess Josh Hader is going to be taking over the closer role. That's what they're signing him for and giving him all that money. But Ryan Presley is going to have to move to the eighth inning. And I talked about last night about how Ryan Presley probably is not a fan of that. But if you look at it on paper, Ryan Presley to Josh Hader, an 8-9 combo is not going to be easy for teams to get through. And again, I'm very happy that Josh Hader is all the way out in the National or all the way out in the American League. Now he's out of the National League. But five years and $95 million. I'm not saying this about Josh Hader. I'm saying this about the closer position in general. It seems like there's there's two tiers of closers in my mind. There's the guys that you know are going to lock it down every time they go out there. And Josh Hader is one of those guys. But there's other guys who you, you know are going to lock it down you know, eight times out of ten or something like that. So those guys get paid a little less. But really, you've seen around baseball that there are closers out there that can do the job for much, much, much less money. And I guess the Astros are just looking as, okay, we don't have to worry about the ninth inning at all. And so we're not going to, you know, we're not going to have to deal with 
moving around pitchers and doing the bullpen game, all of that. Josh Hader is going to be there for the Astros. Presumably, he's going to be there closing every game, or at least most of every game. So we'll see what happens with that, but it's very interesting to see now how the market is going to respond, how the pitching market, free agency market is going to respond, because his five years, $95 million is now in his bank. And congratulations to him. The second news story of the day is going to be the Sports Illustrated news. Uh, The Authentic Brands Group, which has the license under Arena Group, who operates Sports Illustrated. I know that was kind of kind of complicated but the company that owns sports illustrated was notified today they're not getting renewed they're licensed with the other group and all of the sports illustrated employees were were or will be notified that they are no longer in have a job and that's really sad we talked about it earlier sports uh, sports illustrated was something that I think everybody who's listening to this right now knows about. And Sports Illustrated was the place you went for your sports news, your sports articles. The Swimsuit Edition as well. We talked about that. Haven't really seen that lately. I'm sure they still do it. But anyway, uh, Sports Illustrated is now going towards the Dodo, I guess. They're going towards the Dodo now. Going for the Dodo. Going towards. Um, But the conspiracy here, if we're going to enter the conspiracy corner for a second, which is one that Tony agreed to earlier... AI, artificial intelligence, it's now going to write articles, and it's now going to start taking things from the internet, and it's now going to put these out for maybe a Sports Illustrated-like shell, but Sports Illustrated itself is done. There's no, it seems to be done, because they haven't officially closed down, but they're firing all their employees and all that. I think this is a sad day for print media. I think it's a sad day for a lot of people. Obviously, the people are going to lose their jobs, but... It's just media has changed so much that when you're one of these companies that's either a magazine company or you're a newspaper or you're, you know, some sort of media delivery um, publication, they need to be ahead of the game by five years. Because once you realize that people are going away from picking up your magazine from the newsstand and you helping, say, an app or a subscription service, you're going to be way behind and you're going to get left behind. So that the, the, the media delivery business is very complicated right now. And it, I, I find this stuff really interesting. I find it interesting as like case studies and all this or all, all of that. But Sports Illustrated dying is a major, I guess, step towards a whole new world of media in my mind. They're still going to have print media. They're still going to have magazines. They're still going to have newspapers. But for how long? I can't remember the last time I bought a magazine. I think the last time I bought a magazine was when I was in an airport. I bought like a golf magazine or something. And even when I was subscribed to Golf Magazine, they actually ended up sending me a notice saying that you could subscribe to the online version of Golf Magazine. And so I did that. And that was how I got my Golf Magazine delivered. But if you're right now a company that is not getting on the wave of the future, then I I suggest you do that right now. You should hire me as CEO. Yeah, that's that's what I say. All right. Story number three is going to be about a local Carlsbad High School quarterback named Julian Sayan. And we interviewed him at Carlsbad High School last season. Well, Pete Thamel, one of the top college football sources out there, senior writer for uh, ESPN, 
tweeted, sources say Alabama freshman quarterback Julian Sayan, the top-ranked quarterback in the class of 2024, intends to enter the NCAA transfer portal. Sayan is expected to initiate the process today, per sources. And the reason this is big news is because he was he was committed to Alabama, and he was also he told us that he was very excited to go to Alabama and to play for Coach Saban. And I, I feel like this whole I, this whole Nick Saban retirement. If it wasn't planned, then there was a lot of disruption all over the country because of this. I have a hard time believing that Nick Saban isn't a or what didn't tell anyone that he was leaning towards this. I feel like there has to be someone out there that he told that is in a, an official position so that they can start looking towards the future. And it would be just so it, it would be really hard for Nick Saban to just say, hey, one one day, just say, hey, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. Alabama scrambling then. I mean, they I don't really feel bad for them or anything. But then you think Kalen DeBoer came over to Alabama from Washington. And then you have the Arizona coach going from Arizona to to Washington. And then you have the San Jose State coach going from San Jose State to Arizona. And so just a ton of movement, and this transfer portal thing is just insane. It's it's hard to understand. It's hard to wrap your mind around it. It's like, it's kind of like, um, it, it's not kind of like, it basically is a little bit of free agency in college sports. And I just uh, read earlier that the top defensive player in for Alabama had mentioned that he was going to enter the transfer portal, and then he ended up cho- uh, choosing from two schools, Georgia, I believe, and Ohio State, and he ended up picking Ohio State. So Ohio State is probably going to be stacked next year, and uh, we're just going to have to deal with it. I'm just not a fan of the, all right, I don't want to play here anymore, and then leave and go to another school just because of your playing time or anything like that. I understand there's certain situations, and I understand that if you're not getting the playing time you need, then you can leave, but I don't like, it, it just seems really crazy to have these guys switching schools all the time. After all, I know maybe I sound like a dork for saying this, but I believe I, I thought that college athletics was actually you know school first and then athletics second. But it seems like it's not like that. And I know I'm not I'm not living in a cave or anything like that. I know exactly what's happening, but still I uh, think that's you know why why should I not think college athletics should be about school too? Yeah, I'm gonna stop making myself look like a dork. All right, that's it for the news of the day. When we get back, I'm going to tell you all about the four players that are on the Lake Elsinore Storm this coming season that you probably should go and watch when that season starts. We'll do that. Also, we're going to talk about the Farmers Insurance Open, see who's in the field, all that good stuff next on The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yeah. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Here in the Aussie Palace, 97.3 The Fan, The Scraby Show. I'm Matt Scraby. You can follow me on social media if you want to. It's at Matt Scraby, M-A-T-T-S-K-R-A-B as in boy, Y. Uh, we're having a fun day today. Gwen and Chris was off the rails from the beginning because Chris decided to bring up JFK's assassination and got me going on the conspiracy theory. So if you want to hear me scream a little bit, I don't think you do. But if you do, you can go and download our first hour, Gwen and Chris, on 97.3thefansd.com or on the Odyssey app. Also, it, I've had a few questions about where they can listen to the Goose Gossage interview with Ben and Woods from the other day. Just go to our website and go to their uh, podcast page, Ben and Woods, as well, and you'll be able to find that interview from a few days ago. Uh, pretty good interview, and it ends up with Goose Gossage walking away from Ben calling him a nerd. And if you're just learning about that for the first time, it's definitely worth going to check out. Let me tell you, we had some good times with that. All right, here we are. The Lake Elsinore storm are actually, you know, maybe like what? From here, maybe like an hour, hour and a half away, and so it's not too far at all. But I have been to a storm game before, and I thought it was cool because you're able to see some of these guys before they become too big to play for the Lake Elsinore Storm or whenever they move on to the next level. But they have four players that are in uh, that are being ranked uh, from MLB Pipeline, and so they have a pretty good team this year. And if you want to see. Some of these guys, you need to go out and watch the Lake Elsinore Storm. And so let's just start with Ethan Ethan Solace. He's the catcher. He's number one. He, he's the number one prospect catcher. I believe even the number one um, catcher in base or not baseball, but the MLB pipeline list. But we've talked about him. We all know who he is. We all know that he's 17 years old. He's going to be 18 in a little bit. But we don't know when he's going to make his his major league debut. It's probably a couple of years off. But I can't wait to see what this guy can do at the big league level. He's he's like, I mean, it, it's insane. You have right now in baseball, you got a guy who's 17 years old who is tearing the cover off the ball and playing catcher. And then you have a guy in Shohei Otani that's able to hit 40 home runs a year and also win a Cy Young at the same time. So it's kind of a wild time for baseball. But Ethan, Ethan Salas, number one catcher. Uh, ranked by MLB Pipeline. Then we have Robbie Snelling. He's the uh, number three left-handed pitcher, according to MLB Pipeline. I've heard a lot about him. And he's one of those guys that's been kind of maybe thrown around in the will he uh, will he make the rotation or at least will he make uh, you know make a push 
in spring training. So I'm sure we'll be talking a lot more about Robbie Snelling in spring training once we see a little bit more out of him. And he is the number three left-handed pitcher. And you have uh, um, Nathan Martorella. I hope I said that right. I tried to look it up in the break. I could not find a phonetic pronunciation. But he's the number eight first baseman. So someone, I guess, that we haven't really uh, talked about as much. But we... Definitely talk about the first base position with the Padres a lot and how Jake Cronenworth is a better player at second base than he is at first base. And I'm not saying that he's not good. He's not a good defender at either position. I'm just saying his stats show that he is above other second basemen in the league. And so it's a better position for him and it's a better value for the Padres. But first base is all is going to be a question all year. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they deal with that. But Nathan Martorella... Who knows? Maybe we see him as a first baseman here in two, three years. And then you have uh, Dylan Lesko, the number nine player in the right-handed pitcher group from MLB Pipeline. So those are four guys that are going to be playing for the Lake Elsinore Storm, at least to start the season. And I think it's pretty awesome. You got Ethan Salas, Robbie Snelling, Nathan Martorella, and Dylan Lesko. You have some... I mean, Robbie Snelling and Dylan Lesko have been talked about a ton as of late in in the last maybe year or so or six months. And I've heard their name being brought up uh, multiple different times. And it's just not even in Padres talk. It's it's in articles about them. It's 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 definitely those two guys are definitely worth paying attention to and kind of watching, see how they go through the uh, minor leagues and the Lake Elsinore storm just up the road. You can go watch them. All right. I think uh, on the chat, we have Joseph saying, I think Snelling will make a push probably won't be on opening day roster, but I think we'll make his debut at some point this year. Uh, I got a nerd alert and yeah, that's it for now. You know, reading the chat and doing the radio show at the same time is fun because it's the way I get to keep up with everyone. But it's also, uh, i got to remember that I'm on the radio talking. Uh, if you missed it a little bit earlier, um, the, I guess, the Farmers Insurance Open. That's what I'm trying to say. Jeez, it's been a long day. It's been a long week. And I'm just still trying to get used to these uh, five-hour radio days. But I will, and I'm not complaining. I promise you. I am not complaining. I will come back on Monday ready to go. But some of the guys that have already... Uh, entered the tournament and this tournament was a big tournament for pro golfers before this whole live thing because it was one of your first tune-ups and it was going to be on a course like Torrey Pines South so those guys were able to get get ready for the major season but now with everything going on with live golf there are guys missing uh notably John Rom is missing because he just went over to live but I, I do think that uh, John Rom was someone that was good for Torrey Pines. He's won at Torrey Pines a couple times. He's always at the top of the leaderboard. But there are still great names for the Farmers Insurance Open. And uh, you got some of the previous ma- major championship winners like Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, Colin Morikawa, Shane Lowry, Gary Woodland, Francesco Molinari, Jason Day, Justin Rose, guys like that. You also have past Farmer Insurance Open winners in Luke List, Max Homa. Uh, J- uh, Justin Rose, Jason Day, Brant Snedeker, Scott Stallings. And then you have Xander Shoffley. He's in the top 50 in the official golf ranking in the world. He's in it. And uh, you have guys like uh, Charlie Hoffman's in it. And J.J. Spawn. We had J.J. Spawn on the show years and years and years ago. Um, it, it's, it's 
funny how sometimes some of the guys I'm trying to figure out how to word this. It's funny how sometimes some of the best interviews are with some of the players that you don't know as much or haven't heard their name as much. And JJ Spawn's a San Diego State guy. It's originally why we had him on, but it just seems like to me some of those guys are more open in their interviews because, you know, they they don't really have the pressure of being the big time golfer or the big time athlete. Uh I so I really enjoyed that JJ Spawn interview. But the Farmers Insurance Open is coming up here starting on Wednesday. And so if you want to go out there and watch, you should. Uh, my suggestion is to go out for the Pro-Am because the Pro-Am has most of the golfers out in the golf course around the same time. And it's not as busy with everything uh, with like on Wednesday because the, the tournament does start on Wednesday. And the reason it starts on Wednesday is because the PGA Tour did not want to compete with having the AFC Championship, NFC Championship on the same day. And I believe CBS even broadcasts the AFC Championship, so it wouldn't work anyway. So it's a Wednesday through Saturday tournament. We had that last year. I thought it was pretty good. I thought the final round being on a Saturday was was fun because every there's something about a final round. Obviously, it's way different because someone's going for the win. But it was nice to have a final round on Saturday and then have the championship games on Sunday. And that's what's going to happen again this year. But I went and played Tory last week. And uh, I know, dropping humble brag right there. And it was looking good. And so Tory Pines, anytime they can bring the tournament here, anytime they get San Diego on TV, it's always going to show really well and san diego is going to come out looking really good because it's an awesome place to live i used to i lived in cincinnati for a year and cincinnati in in january is not the same as san diego in january as everybody knows so it's pretty lucky we're pretty lucky to live here and i was that guy in cincinnati watching the tournament looking like oh man i left that for this and you know history is history and i'm now here sitting in this seat but uh yeah, Farmers Insurance Open next week. We have some more stories to talk about. Uh, we're also going to mention on the other side some of the things that I've been watching lately on Netflix. And I know that Craig, Annie, and Elston have a streaming segment on their show. And they are, Craig's definitely more involved in the streaming world than I am. So mine are going to be very base level things I'm just seeing on Netflix. But talk about that on the other side. We'll also talk about my daily gripe. Last night was the headlights. It's not a car one today, but it's a specific workplace daily gripe today. And I hope my bosses are listening so that they can do something about this. But that is at the end of the show. When we get back, though, more Scraby some of my recommendations for streaming on 97.3 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, I have a confession to make, everyone. And it's about me being a dog dad. Welcome back to The Scraby Show on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby, and um, this is something that I had to deal with this morning. I have a dog, Lucky, as many of you know, and he's a husky golden retriever, uh, and he's pretty much split right down the middle. He's a he's a golden retriever body and face and all that, but he has the husky color, So, and he also 
sings a lot. He sings and he cries and he, he's very vocal. But Lucky, there's something that he does on walks that drives me insane. And it's because he eats grass all the time. And I know that's not a big deal. Um, I, I let him eat the grass, whatever, if he wants to eat the grass. Uh, but he also eats other things on the walk that usually end up in me having to spend like 30 or 45 minutes trying to give him a bath or something because I'm so grossed out by it, let alone rolling in the uh, coyote poop that he rolls in. Oh my gosh. It, Lucky is literally like the most dog dog I've ever had in my entire life. He loves to be outside. He loves to jump in the water. He loves to get dirty. All of that. And New York Mike 8 on the chat says, does he have husky eyes? No, he does not have husky eyes. He has golden retriever eyes, but you can go to my Instagram. I have a picture of him at Matt Scraby if you want to see what Lucky looks like. But here's what happened this morning. So it wasn't him eating horse manure or uh, anything like that. But I was on the walk and I was walking home and all of a sudden, I, I started hearing this weird noise behind me. He was like maybe, I don't know, two feet behind me on the leash. I start hearing this, this, um, I, I start hearing this like noise. I can't really describe the noise, but it, like it sounds really bad. It sounds like something's going on. So I take a look back and uh, I look and, and Lucky's throwing up all over the ground. And uh, if you've ever seen a dog throw up or an animal in general throw up, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of concerning. You look at them and they look like they're having a hard time. So I was, I was petting him as he was throwing up. I can't believe I'm saying all this right now. But anyway, the the end of the story is that uh, I found out why he was throwing up. And um, he was eating dirt. He threw up about a pound of dirt. I have no idea why he was eating dirt. But he's never really eaten dirt before. He usually eats other crazy stuff. But the dirt that he was... he, he So I look in the throw up... And there's just a pile of dirt. I don't even know when he ate this dirt. I don't know when it... I just have so many questions about this because I didn't see any of this happen. And so I looked at him and I just said, Hey, bro, can't be eating dirt. It's going to make you throw up. And he gave me the lucky look and he just looked at me like, Hey, I'm sorry. I feel feel bad. I feel like I'm sick. That's what lucky sounds like. And I don't know if any of you out there have dogs that eat random things like that all the time, but, but lucky eating dirt and then throwing up was a new one for me. And so I had to bring that story to the show. Anthony said, Scraby, our cute little chihuahua was attracted to cat poop like a magnet. It was like she found catnip for do Um, so, yeah, that's pretty gross. And Lucky Lucky is not, you know, he's not spared from that at all. He's not spared from that at all. Also, Anthony says, yeah, if dogs eat dirt and grass, they may be lacking some vitamins and minerals in their diet. You know, that's not a bad idea. I Maybe I need to give Lucky a multivitamin. Who knows? Maybe he needs that. Anyway, that's Lucky Talk. And hopefully when I get home tonight, there's no throw up in the in the house for me to look at and clean and smell very gross anyway i'll move on now and we were talking to sports illustrated earlier and sports illustrated notifying employees that they're going to be laying them off or they're going to be you know kind of closing up shop and it's been interesting to me to see all over x all the people that were uh that have posted about their memories of sports illustrated and here's joey Votto's memory of sports illustrated he said as a boy i would mail in the check for my sports illustrated subscription 
and he spelled Czech C-H-E-Q-U-E. He's from Canada. And he said, indeed, that's how I spelled Czech back then. I remember rushing home from school, eagerly anticipating that week's issue. Opening the mailbox to find it there was the highlight of my week. And I know that a lot of other people feel that same way about um, – I know a lot of people feel that same way about Sports Illustrated. And I kind of feel the same way too because my dad has some Sports Illustrated articles that are hanging up in his office. And it's actually covers. It's covers um, – some of the covers from the 70s. And I always remember with Sports Illustrated because my dad would read it and then I would read it after. And then it turned into me just wanting to read it. But I remember being so excited to see who was on the cover. Like as a nine-year-old, a 10-year-old, how many 49ers would I see on the cover throughout the year? And I love that it was like a weekly magazine as well, which is kind of crazy to think that it's weekly. I guess I don't really remember what other magazines were like. Um because I don't know if they were monthly or if they were biweekly, but the the once-a-week magazine was awesome. And I was a huge fan of knowing that I had something to do when I got home from school on certain days. And that was when the mail was a thing. I guess the mail is still a thing, but you know what I'm saying, like getting your magazines in the mail. And all of that has changed now. And I guess I'm part of the problem for Sports Illustrated having to kind of close shop because I haven't bought a Sports Illustrated in a long time. And we talked about it earlier. I really feel like the Sports Illustrated, I guess, um, quality has lacked a lot over the years. And it's just been getting worse and worse and worse. And there were some great things about Sports Illustrated. Like uh, Peter King had a column in Sports Illustrated, and that was a good column every single week. I used to like to see the Gatorade um, high school players of the the month or whatever of of the year. I like I used to like reading up on that. And there were just there's so many memories for a lot of us with Sports Illustrated and it's it's again it's 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 sad that it's going away and we'll move on and we'll be okay but still that's something that a lot of people grew up with and it's it's no more it's no more some some people need to keep those Sports Illustrated uh magazines around see if they're worth any money one day or if you have a really rare sports illustrated or a limited edition sports illustrated you should keep that to yourself as well because you never know one day it may start um it may start being worth a little bit of money i've watched pawn stars you know so that's how i know pawn stars always proves to me that the stuff that i probably think is worth money is actually worth no money so that's what pawn stars proves to me all the time m mckee 23 uh, says, I hope my kids appreciate the SIs and newspaper clippings we've kept. Annabelle says, are they still going to do the swimsuit catalogs, though? Yes, we talked about that earlier. Uh, we don't have an answer at the moment. But I would think if it's under the Sports Illustrated the Sports Illustrated uh, umbrella, I would think that would be gone, too. I would think that would be gone, too, which is another sad part of the Sports Illustrated downfall because the, the, the swimsuit edition was something that people look forward to all year long and still look forward to all year long. Uh, again, I haven't bought one in a while, but I definitely see the social media posts when they come out. But to answer your question, Annabelle, I don't know if they're going to have the swimsuit edition. I don't think that the swimsuit edition is going to continue, but that's just me saying that I don't think so, but I have no official news whatsoever. Also uh sports illustrated kids. Someone on the chat reminded me of sports illustrated kids. I loved sports illustrated kids. That was great. I'm glad I got to remember that because 
when I was younger, I wanted to read the adult stuff. I adult stuff. I'm talking about swimsuit issues. I'm talking about reading adult stuff. I wanted to read the adult sports news, but some of those articles were a little too complicated for me when I was like eight or nine years old. So you know what? My parents got me Sports Illustrated Kids, and I uh, read that and felt like I was an up to date and smart sports fan. And I was always mad, and this probably doesn't surprise you, but I was always mad when they would like take shots at my teams and I would rip the pages out and I would keep it up like on a bulletin board. I should stop admitting things right now. That's what I should stop doing. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the Scraby Show here on 97.3 The Fan, and we are just uh, 10 minutes away from closing up shop for the weekend. we still got a few more things to go here on the show. My daily gripe in about five minutes, but I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've been watching. And again, I know that Annie and Elston are into the streaming, and I know Craig Elston's very into the streaming, and he uh, has recommendations all the time, but I don't usually get to say my recommendations. And uh, so here are some of the things that I've been watching as of late. And Netflix is pumping out documentaries like crazy. Um, I love those documentaries, most of them, and I watch all of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the most recent one that I watched was called American Nightmare on Netflix. And American Nightmare is a documentary. It's a three-episode documentary about uh, this couple in Northern California. And the reason that this uh, stood out to me was because it happened in the city next to where I grew up in. And no one ever talks about the city next to where I grew up in or even my city. I grew up in Benicia, California. But this happened in Vallejo, California. And so this couple was in 2014, I believe. They were woken up in the middle of the night by a home invasion, and the, the, the person kidnapped the woman. And so it's all about how the police in that area didn't believe these people, and they didn't believe that they were actually kidnapped. They didn't believe. They thought they were setting it up, and it was all because... The reason that they thought this was all set up was because it was all uh, during the time that Gone Girl came out. And so Gone Girl was a very popular movie at the time. And if you don't know what Gone Girl is about, it's about this this woman who is she fakes her own kidnapping so that she can get more attention. And it's a very strange movie. It's a really good movie, but it's very it's very thought provoking because anybody can do this at any time. Anyway, back to the American Nightmare story. But the police didn't believe these people. And the police were even trying to get these people to admit that they did something wrong when they actually didn't. And there's something, there's something, there's something wrong. I guess one of the things that stood out to me while I was watching this is that they said that when you call the police, and I know that the police are good, and I know that there are plenty of good police officers. This is not a slam on the police whatsoever. I promise you that. It's a slam on the actual police officers that were a part of this. And all they did was listen, and they, they wanted to solve the case by saying it was the boyfriend's fault. So they dug in on the boyfriend. And basically what they did is they didn't do much investigating at all. They just put this on this innocent couple, and there was no repercussions for the police. There was no repercussions for anyone who said anything bad, and all of these uh, online you know comments and all of these trolls came out and were saying horrible things to this woman. But it really... It really, um, it really bothered me to see what was happening with this case. And if you want to see it, American Nightmare. It's not too scary. Uh, there is an ending to this one. Sometimes in documentaries, there isn't an ending, but there is one to this one. But I wanted to bring it up because of the fact that 
Sometimes people are scared to call the police, and these are the reasons why. Is because you call the police, you tell them you were kidnapped, and they don't believe you. And again, this is not a knock on the police. This is just a knock on those police officers that didn't believe them. And uh, I'm glad that everything turned out okay for them. But that was just a, it was a crazy story. And it's just crazy all the way around. There's so many twists and turns in it. And Netflix knows how to make a good documentary. I know that everybody knows that. Uh, Some of the other things that I'm watching, I brought this up the other day, I think, on the Gwyn and Chris show. But Society of the Snow is another Netflix movie that just came out. And it's uh, about the Uruguayan uh, rugby team that crashed in the Andes Mountains in the 70s. And it's it's like a branch off of the movie Alive. And they're not related at all. But Alive was about this very thing. And so they get stranded in the mountains in the Andes. They can't really find where they need to go. They're up there for a while. I think they're up there for a couple months. And they end up having to survive by turning to eating the uh, their friends. Basically. And it's it's like the, the movie itself moves way too quick for me. And I like all types of movies. So I'm not going to say it was a bad movie. But when you think about it, if you're hungry enough, would you? I don't know. I guess I would have to be in that situation, and I guess the answer would probably be yes, I would. But it would probably take me a good long time before I got to the point where I was dining on a friend of mine. But that's what they had to do to survive. And the story's crazy. It's a good movie. Not only did they have to deal with starvation and the cold and the snow, but they had to deal with avalanches. They had to deal with animals. They had to deal with... Uh, just a ton of different things that make you want to give up at every certain point in time. Um, and it it shows you that survival is something that if you put your mind to, you really can do it. And these people are still today talking about this because it's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to humans. But, you know, I don't, I don't think that they did anything wrong, to, if we're being honest. I mean, they're in the mountains. They were up there for months. What are they going to do? I guess Yvette says eat or be eaten. Uh, Anthony, no, it's not a it's not a documentary. It's actually about it's a movie. It's like a, you know, a theatrical movie is what it's what it is. And so it's about two hours, I think Um, it moves really quick. The actual experience I read about it. Much more things happen than what the movie showed, but it's still entertaining movie enough. All right. Last two things I've been watching. Uh. And thank you for commenting on the chat, everyone. Thanks to everyone who's watching on YouTube. But the American Crime Story impeachment is something I'm watching. Now, this is not new whatsoever. But when I was around the time of the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal, I was, I guess it was like 97, 98. So I was 12 or 13. So I obviously remember this happening. But I don't remember the details of what happened. And so they go through this show and they they kind of act out what happened. And it's a it's a wild story. And I feel bad for uh, Monica Lewinsky because she got caught into this whole world of being the president's, uh, I guess, mistress when she wanted to keep it secret. And her friend ended up taping all of her conversations. I didn't know that part about it. And that's messed up. It's like one of my friends taping my conversations about my love life and then releasing it to the to the media. I'd be pretty angry. And so that's, you know, Monica Lewinsky in this show, I should say. She was also a producer, the actual Monica Lewinsky, so she gave her story. But it seems like it was a tough, tough, tough life for her. And uh, Bill Clinton kind of got away with just ruining a life and, and moving forward, which 
I don't get. I'm not going to get started. I'm not going to get started on what people of high-ranking power what they can do. I'm going to stay away from that, and I'm going to tell you about the last thing that I've been watching. It's another American Crime Story on American Crime Story Kick. I guess I've watched The Bear, too. I'm I'm not too far into that yet, so I'm not really ready to review it, I guess. But uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace. That was pretty interesting, too, because the person that was responsible for that has uh, a lot of San Diego ties. And a lot of that show is about him growing up in San Diego. So it's kind of funny to see some of the different um, institutions around town that get pulled into this show. But both of those are on Hulu. And it really explained something to me that I had no idea about, which was the actual uh, assassination of Johnny Johnny Versace in Miami. So that was uh, an interesting show as well to get caught up on everything. Very good. Very good. The same people that make American Horror Story make American Crime Story. And I believe the first season of American Crime Story is actually OJ uh, in his trial, The People versus OJ, which was also very good. All right. We are in the final minute of the show or so, minute and a half. The Daily Gripe today is a work-related one, and it is that the Odyssey vending machine situation is terrible. When I first started working here, it was like they had like a, a deli, basically. Not deli, but they had some sort of – they had sandwiches. They had um, charcuterie plates. Is that or is that what they're called? I don't know. But they had like cheese and salami and things like that. They had a bunch of food. They had a bunch of drinks. They had everything. And that lasted a little bit until the pandemic. Pandemic happened. They stopped showing up and delivering things. And now we have one of the saddest situations of a vending machine I've ever seen. Number one, the vending machine eats your money every single time. Number two, the uh, vending machine barely has anything in it right now, and I was starving the other day, and I was just going to go get something very small that I can eat with my diet, and I put my money in. It ate my money, but I also was like, there's nothing in here anymore. There's there's literally like gum, uh, maybe one of those Top Ramen, uh, a popcorn container, and then like the candy that no one likes. And I'm sorry to all you Mike and Ike's people out there. Not a fan of Mike and Ike's, but I'm just over the Odyssey vending machine situation here. And that's my daily gripe for today. Hopefully you don't have vending machine situations at your work because it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad when you go to the vending machine and you're more depressed looking at the options than actually getting something from the vending machine. All right. That is it for me. I Oh, Woodsy has complained about how terrible the vending machine is. Okay, great. I love that. And you're right, Emma Key 23 I can't bring anything because my snacks will get stolen. Have a nice weekend, everybody. 49ers, Packers, Saturday night, but NFL playoffs. We'll talk about the Padres and if they did anything over the weekend. Thanks, everybody, who joined me this week. Thanks, everybody, who listened to Gwen and Chris, and thanks, everybody, who listened to the station this week. We do appreciate you. Have a good night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 